So I want to see him smiling as much as I can uh, because I know there are going to be days where he's in pain. Yeah. He's 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 nauseated. He's doing this. And uh, we probably got to take him to the ER. He's probably going to be in there a couple of days or so. So now I take it upon myself to make sure that that relationship stays close by just, you know, being present. Yeah. The company is is everything to him. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and, more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now, here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. Let's get it. Welcome to the Dead Son Show. This is a conversation about fatherhood. It's for fathers, those with fathers and the fatherless, so nobody's left out. The premise is these are conversations that I would want my son to have access to as he grows through life and becomes a man. Uh, as you're listening to this and something resonates with you or rattles your spirit, let us know in the comments. Like and follow right now so that we can get the show going. The show gets better when there's more than just me. Today, there is a very, very, very special guest. Uh, we got we got an artist, and not just an artist because they book time in the studio, an artist because they are legit. Uh, we got the good brother, Poe Trey, more affectionately yeah. known as Poe. Welcome to the Dear Son Show. How are you, my brother? I am phenomenal on this great Friday. How you doing? I'm I'm fantastic, man. Phenomenal is a great place to start. Yes, sir. Uh, because I heard your music. Um, and of course, we met in the studio where I have a partnership, Bank Boy Studio, partnership with my guy James. Yes, sir. Salute to him. Shout uh, out. Engineer extraordinaire. Uh, it's, it's hard to explain in words what he does to, to music. And then when you got good talent, it can only be great. So that's that's how I met him. It was refreshing because usually I leave the studio when people come in uh, because I can't I can't really hold my face. But uh, yours was a pleasant surprise, man. So we'll get into the we'll get into the music for sure. But we awesome. but first we got to address that accent, bro. Where you from? From Monroe, Louisiana. Monroe, Louisiana. Washita Paris, three one eight. What's up? Washita Paris. What was life like there, man? Uh, I mean, it was. I moved. I actually moved to Texas uh, rather early. Mm. Uh, but it's it's. It's just a, a little country place we call home. Yeah. A place where you can go home, get some good cooking. I like uh, it. Meet some good people. Of course, it's it's the South and it's Louisiana, so it's going to be crazy. But yeah. uh, for the most part, it's just, it's love, man. man. It's, 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 a, it's a place of love. Good people, good food, love sounds like a very family-oriented uh, environment. Let's, let's talk about your, your family dynamics, man. What was your, what was your household like growing up? Ooh, okay, that's great. Uh, so um, that's actually a deeper question. Now I'm, okay. I'm gonna go from both sides. My dad's side, um, they didn't really like. It, it wasn't that close. Okay. Uh, so even still to this day, um, I may still learn about somebody new. You know, every other couple months or so. Mm. Um, but you know, relationship with my grandfather, my uncle, his family. You know, it's cool. Um, so my dad came in, you know, with that um, known to be a family, but not the the closeness. My mom's side, huge family, seven girls, one boy. All of them got kids. Some of the kids got kids. Okay, and we all close. Gotcha. Still to this day, some in Dallas. I mean, some down here in Dallas, some still in Louisiana, some in Houston. 
all over the place, but we we know to stay together. So uh, those two entities, my mom, and my dad, <clears throat> when they came together, uh, it was it was like a, the best of both both worlds, really. Gotcha. So the uh, impactment that they use uh, into me and my brother had everything to do with their up their upbringing. So with me and my brother, uh, both sides are really strong in music. Uh, my dad. They play instruments. My mom's side, they sing. So um, they started us young. Yeah. Um, and the way that we grew up, going back to your question, was literally in love and music. Yeah. Everything that, well, love, creativity, and music. Okay. Um, my mom was not a, a afraid to uh, have us get in front of people and sing and okay. play and stuff like that. Um, other than that, like, we, we were just like, some music driven people yeah. if that even makes sense yeah uh that's the way they raise us fun fact um my father from the day that me and my brother were born i can count on how many hands how many times uh i went to sleep without listening to jazz really still to this day who's your favorite artist uh style? the favorite style that's hard i would say smooth jazz only because that's my that's that's the lane that we came up in, but bringing uh, older age into characteristics, man, it's a big band. Um, it could be instrumental jazz, yeah. straight vocal choir jazz. Like it's 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 a lot of it, man, and it's it's crazy. But they they literally brought us up like that, so like music had to be a part of who we were. Gotcha. So everything that we did, my dad was a musician. <clears throat> Sunday church, Monday rehearsal, Wednesday Bible study, Thursday rehearsal, Saturday maybe a rehearsal, right. back to Sunday. So music was every day always. Yeah. Uh, so that's how we grew up. To me, that's one of the greatest ways to grow up. Yeah. Who 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 had the greater influence on your musical style? Was it your mom with the vocals or your dad with the instruments? My dad. Okay. My dad. Only well for me, <clears throat> for the simple fact, uh, like I said, my dad was a musician. Yeah. So with me being a drummer from a young age, my dad only wanted me playing behind him. Gotcha. Uh, so even going back to like when I was a child, like it could be some grown men in the congregation, a grown men wherever they were playing, and he wanted me to play behind him. So yeah. it's it's going to forever be him. Yeah. Because. I mean, I was playing with him. Yeah. Still to this day, I play with my dad. Have you have you taken account of what what that did for your confidence early on, or even today, with just him him like handpicking you amongst other, I guess, capable and maybe more mature artists uh, and musicians, but it, maybe subconsciously, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely showed me family. Like you gotta have your family back. Yeah. Uh, Cause my dad, I was a child. My dad could have easily picked these other dudes that right. was like killing, like. Right. But because I'm his son, family, like you gotta you gotta watch out for your own sometimes. Yeah. And what it did for me was it brought me up as a as a as a musician and an artist. Okay. Uh, because it's not always about who's better. Okay. Uh, more times it's it's just about like I said it's about like having having your people back. Yeah. But it's also about interpretation. So, I mean, yeah, back then, like, I, I'm his son, but at the same time, like, now, I could make something that somebody better than me can make for the simple fact that I know somebody wants to hear it. My yeah. dad 
wanted to hear me play there. Gotcha. Now, somebody, it's going to be somebody that wants to hear what I have. Yeah. And I think that it, there's no way you can lose like that. Yeah. Did, did you start playing, and I'm genuinely curious, like, because I look at instruments, I don't necessarily pick them up and play them. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I mess around with sequencing on the keyboard every now and then. But I've always admired people that play either by ear or, or whether they learn traditionally how to play. <laughs> Were you too young to be nervous your first time playing? Like, do you remember... I do not remember. So you, you that was the, I literally like I'm talking about like on a drum set you gotta not even sit on the drum stool yeah. like you you kind of like backed up against it because your feet you know you can't reach the pedal. Gotcha. So I mean I don't really remember. I just remember when I was a child wanting to play. Yeah. So there was a church that um, they already had a musician uh, prior to us moving to Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really get to play, but. I was always anxious to play. Okay. So anytime I saw he was late, <laughs> he was on it. <laughs> Daddy, he I, was on I got you. I, I got, got you. you. I got you. What did, what did, it was just you and your brother, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, me and my brother. I, what? Where do you fall in the, in the in the order of age? I'm the oldest. Oldest. Did your younger brother? Did you feel like? Did he, did he follow in the footsteps? Colder. Really? He's my brother's a beast. Yeah. Was it was it natural or just because he was rounded? I don't know if he could have been around it more, but so this the is, thing with him. This is what my dad told me. He was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I, I don't I don't understand how Xavier is, my brother's name is Xavier. Okay. How he's so much better than me at everything. <laughs> okay. Like when it comes to singing, my brother's a dog. When it comes to rapping, my brother's a dog. When it comes to playing, my brother plays guitar, he plays uh keyboard, he plays trombone, he plays tuba. Um Prodigy. Yeah, I, me. I only. I'm here. I, I just play drums and saxophone. Like this, bro, this boy is. He's picking up everything. But my dad was like, you know, maybe it's from learning from you. I guess when you and daddy, I, yeah, daddy. when you thinking like that, yeah. But I mean, I'm just looking like, like even to this day, my brother has a lot of great stuff going for him. Uh, they're actually shopping him as an artist right now. Wow. Uh, he's had. Multiple deals on the table. Okay. Uh, but the the team is looking for something. I look at that. I'm just like, dang, like, man, I can play too. Yeah. I can play too. Like, yeah, his win is your win, man. Yeah. But he he definitely followed and excelled. My brother is one who who studies music. Okay. Um, and not in the 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 normal definition of study. Okay. When I say study, listens every day, all day. Okay. Always trying to better himself, listening to different people. Gotcha. So yeah, cool, cool. Well, we gonna get to uh, we gonna get to the artistry part of 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 Poe, if I can call you that. I feel like I can. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but I want to state like we look at everything through the lens of fatherhood on this uh, on this show, right? And um, talk about the relationship with your father, man, because I I know what I think to have something that special in common with your dad. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. I can only. I only know what I think that relationship would be like. Okay. But let's let's talk about like like how how did you see your dad growing up? What was the relationship like? Uh my dad's a hustler. Okay. Um and I saw it back in the day. Um and I, I actually get to the part my dad's blind. Uh but I feel it's for a reason. Uh back then when we were younger, my dad had a, a number of jobs. Mm -hmm. He had his own business, he was a computer technician. Um, and he was also uh, a musician, um, and also, um, 
I mean, just a, a regular nine to five. But his schedule was crazy. Mm. He'd wake up early, go drop off computers that he'd fixed the night before, go to his nine to five. After nine to five, remember I told you a lot of those days was at church or yeah. at some type of rehearsal. Mm-hmm. We would go to those rehearsals and um, he'll be there for a number of hours. Uh, only to come, uh, leave there, get us something to eat, get us situated. He go home, work on some more computers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Before that, after he drop us off, he go drop off some more computers. Gotcha. Then go pick up some computers and come, <laughs> like, stuff like that. Come back home, uh, fix on those computers or fix on computers that he, you know, he be working on. Um, and... In the meantime, still try to find time to kind of get some practice in on the keyboard. Yeah, my dad was also a, a gaming fan, so he used to uh, be on his PC playing like GTA and stuff like wow. that late at night. Yeah, um, only to go to sleep, wake up early, repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. So my dad was a hustler. That's all we ever knew of my father. Right, uh, he was gonna get it. Um, so it didn't really become. Like a really, really, really close connection until maybe after I went to college. Oh, okay. Uh, because I mean, he was there. Yeah. He was present. Provided, did everything. He was a great father. Uh, still is. Uh, but it it got a little heightened after college or whatever. Um, and you recall why? More time on his hand. Gotcha. Um, especially when he lost his sight. Okay. Um, couldn't work. The only thing he could do was uh, still play the keyboard. Funny, uh, my dad used to always play the keyboard and do his hair like Stevie Wonder, and yeah. now he do it for real. Wow. So, like, he used to always do stuff like that, but, like, he has time to sit and practice on the keyboard. He also has a, a condition called gastroparesis. Uh, this is what keeps him, and he literally just got out of the hospital yesterday. I went to go get him from Mans- uh, Mansfield Medical. Wow. Um, so um, he has gastroparesis, which basically is a stomach disease. Uh, and I may be a little bit off, but basically everything doesn't digest the way that it's supposed to. And it gives you horrible stomach pains, um, uh, nausea. Um, and on top of that, like he already has kidney failure, Oof. congestive heart failure, uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, uh, and it's it's a number of other things. Wow. But um, it's, it's the joy, man. It's the joy that really keeps me in tune and the fact that I want to see him happy. Yeah. So when nowadays uh, the, the relationship has everything to do with his happiness. So I want to see him smiling as much as I can uh, because I know there are going to be days where he's in pain. Yeah. He's 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 nauseated. He's doing this. And uh, we probably got to take him to the ER. He's probably going to be in there a couple of days or so. So now I take it upon myself to make sure that that relationship stays close by just, you know, being present. Yeah. The company is, is everything to him, um, especially since he's at home. Six days a week, not really doing nothing. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's it it's. Did, yeah. did his vision decline over time, or was it was it more surprised than than expected? It was surprised after we found out what it was. It was him not taking care of his diabetes. 
Um, So when it happened, he was already kind of losing his sight. Uh, When we found out he was legally blind, he had got into an accident. He ran into the back of a water truck um, and, like, tore his car up. And we found out he was legally blind after that. So after that, he still kind of had his vision, um, technically. Uh, but over time, it started getting a little more dim, and um, eventually it went from I can see images with a lot of light to, like, just a black spot. Do, do you remember how his um, his personality shifted, if at all? I'm more grateful than anything. Really? Yeah. Um, now, I mean, not I'm, that that's the wrong answer. I'm just no, no, no. Yeah, really... yeah. Um, I'm, I'm only saying that. I'm not saying that he wasn't grateful then, but um, with all that stuff that you're going through, you have no reason but to be thankful and grateful that you still have breath to breathe. That, you're right. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm, I'm processing it as you're saying it because I can tell the job that he did by your expression right now, right. like the way you see that. Right. right, he he did a great job. Not slighting your mom, like, they both did a great job. What what did what did what did that? How did that impact you? The way that he dealt with it, and that's where I was going with it. Um, how did it impact? How did it impact you? The way that he handled adversity. You've kind of answered it, not answering it, but like like recapping what you saw in him. But what is that like? That's a lot to do. As you were right. as you were listing the things, that's like all of the the stereotypical things that black people get, right? And, right? and as soon as you said diabetes, my eyes went up because I'm diabetic, right? Right? And it's um, and my dad has, has had cancer. His dad died of cancer, and I'm at the age, I'm in that age range where these things were happening, where either his dad died or where he found out he had cancer, and it, like life changes around right. those things. And I didn't realize what I learned from my father until I started doing like this podcast. And that's not a shameless plug. That's no, we didn't have the communication. No, so for sure. I, I know for a fact one of the things that I learned from him was the hustle. Mm. Um, and it's only because we saw it every day. Now, he's still, like, to this day, what what I consider a hustler. Mm-hmm. He's in school for the blind right now. Mm. Um, and, like, the reason why he's doing this is because there's still money out there to be made. Yeah. You know, they have they have jobs for for bl- for the blind, like especially IT jobs if, you know, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that for years. So, like it takes nothing for him to to graduate and get back into the idea of working. Wow. He don't want to stop. But I think that's what I was that's what I was saying when I went back to saying um um I feel like God yeah. warned him to be blind. Because he was doing way too much. Either God had to take that sight or you were going to over, overwork yourself into a situation that you didn't want to be worked in. Hmm. And I feel like it's a it's a great thing that my dad is sitting down without an, op, without, without an option. Hmm. Like, he's at home for the most part every day watching TV uh, in his chair. He has this little shows he likes to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, he still does everything though. He still cooks. He'll go out there and work on his car. He still got his car too. Okay. He's like, I mean, he believes he's gonna see again. So he still works on that car all the time. So 
Uh, he'll be out there working on his car. He'll be on the keyboard, you know, just to keep himself busy. But he needed that sit down time because he was doing, when I say a hustler, like around the clock. Yeah. So, yeah, like he need he needed that sit down. But I feel like what I learned from it is I have to, I have to learn when to slow down. So it kind of leads into my my next uh, my next question. Like, what kind of pressure does that put on you and your brother? To have an example that didn't fold to circumstances, like you had, you literally have no excuses, right? That are worth talking about, and let you know. But I don't, I don't think it's any any pressure because my my father always made it a fact of it not to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not living to be what he was. Yeah, live to be what God wanted me to be. Yeah. So and and that's when I that's that's why I'm a big strickler for creativity. My parents always. Put that in us. God put everything in you to be a you mm. and not a nobody else. Mm. So it's it's my dad did phenomenal, but God didn't make me to be Windsor David Turner the second. He made me to be Windsor Turner the third. So like, yeah, I learned a lot, but I'm not I'm not stressed over wanting to be everything that I saw in him. No. Yeah. Because there are certain things that I learned from seeing in him that I want to put into my own uh, livelihood. Right. Like learning how to sit down. That's a skill. You got to learn yeah. how to do that sometimes because you're going to overwork yourself. You're going to over... I've done it before with, with just scheduling. You're doing too much. Yeah. Sit down. Sometimes you need that sit down time. And I have a friend right now uh, named Jess. Um, she's always telling me, sit down, right. Just everything that's in your head, right? Yeah. Sometimes we gotta do that. Yeah. I can't. I mean, my dad did great. Like I said, don't take that from him. But he could have sat down sometimes. Right. So I don't. I don't feel that pressure. I don't oh. think my brother feels that pressure either. God put in you everything you need to be you. I've always said everybody else is taken to be the best you. Um let's let's talk about who who you are and and we can start wherever you want, right? We're going to ultimately get to the artistry. Okay. It is well, let me back up. Is there a difference between you and the artist? No. Hmm. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Because we had the conversation about asking something that I would have been having to think about. Yeah, there's no difference. Hmm. I was going to say something like, um, maybe I'm more vocal as a as an artist. But I'm vocal in, in like my everyday living. Yeah, um, I don't think there is. Gotcha. I don't think there is. So since that one is saying that makes for an easier uh, easier conversation. Um, who who are you? What do you? Uh, what, what is what inspires you as an individual that ultimately shows up in your music? Um, and we, we're going to get to, a, to a, a, a snippet at some point. But you're, and, and again, I am not the music executive, the mogul, or the person that says what goes or what doesn't, right? right. But I know, I know when I hear some crap, right? <laughs> and I know, I, know when, I know when something's a gimmick and it has a shelf life um, that's only, you know, a few thousand spins before it's uh before it's dead but you there's something that shows up 
in your music, period, right? And then when I learned that you actually wrote it, it's like, hmm, <laughs> okay. What, 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 is, what is that? How, what's, I don't even know if there's a process because it's your life, but how do you, how do you arrive at, um, one, being in the zone to write something? Like when, is it, when does something make sense or when does something arrest your attention that says, <clears throat> other than that person that you just referenced? <laughs> so it, it, could be, it could be a number of things. It can be just the feel-good factor. Um, my artistry is definitely one that I mirror off of that feel-good factor. Mm-hmm. A certain artist that you listen to that whenever a record comes on, you just feel it's good. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. My favorite artist of all time. Um, I'm not. It's safe. You're safe here. R. Kelly. My, now listen. Step in the name of love. It songs like that. That when you hear it. That's fine. It's a feel yeah. good factor. I'm not talking about yeah. the. The artist. Because the reality is, if you peel back anybody's life, you're going to find yeah, something that you... Not, not that I'm normalized. Let's move off. We, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the, the feel good factor. itself, I get. Yeah. So, there are certain artists that you hear. It's a classic. It's going to make uh, you feel on, good. I, I hate that I, I hate that I actually still feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's like that. Yeah. It's really like that. But that that's just the music aspect. Yeah. Um, but there are artists that make you feel good. Now, I, I make music to make me feel good mm. for the certain, just the fact that like it's too much craziness going on in the world. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to sit back and be able to listen to something that just make you bob your head and smile. Right. Um, the other the other part of that is just going through stuff. We were talking about one of the records that I, I did here, yeah. and it's just like, it's it's just my life, but not just me. I know a lot of people deal with it. Yeah. Um, so it can it can be that feel good factor. It can be life, or it can just be something that I'm just really. I have a a crazy imagination, so I always like people like Pharrell, people like that's, Timberland. That's where I'm from there. That's the, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of that. Like they have certain sounds in their music. That's just like it's out of this world. It feels like they literally plucked it out of their imagination. Exactly. Yeah. N-E-R-D. Yeah, yeah. I am a fan. Nothing ever really does. Or oh, is it nothing or no one? Nothing. Nothing or no one. It's really it's does. it's one of, yeah, I'm, I would have had it. Um but yeah, so like they really make music from creativity. Yeah. So it's those three things. It's going to be life. It's going to be feel good factor, and it's going to be just the creativity of things that makes my artistry what it is. Yeah, let's stay on the song that you did here at Banger Boy Studio that made me a believer. Yes, sir. Uh, well, it's two. It's twofold because Susie Carmichael. <laughs> I heard yeah. that and I was like, oh, okay, this Shout boy out. does it. And then I was in the studio when he was actually singing part of the runs and all that. I said, oh, okay, okay, this ain't this ain't computer tricks. <laughs> but then, and taking nothing away from that dope song, go run it up, play it every day, oh, all yeah. day. Um, Just release. Download it, pay for it, send right. it to somebody, do all of the above. Shut up. But the other side. And people don't even know what the other side is going to be. I'm so, I'm, I might make that my second single. We're Only trying because you already have one single out. Yeah, like, it's so, not a choice between the two, right? No, 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 no. So Susie Carmichael was going to be the single regardless. Okay. Um, only because of the 
the what it feels I get for it. my artistry. Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's a dope song. Again, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. I get you. I get you. This is like I, I had like, like two or three child conversation, right? Right. Yeah. I had two or three people tell me the same thing. So the other side, um, that's that's gonna tug on some people. I'm, I'm people. <laughs> it's definitely gonna tug on people, um, as it should, mm-hmm. because it tugged on me when I made Hold it. Tight. As it should. How old are you? Thirty-one. Ooh. You were born in the wrong decade. Um, I was born kind of an idea. You was born, you supposed to be born. But what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> tug on people as it should. That's that's not a criteria for a lot of the. I shouldn't even say a lot of the. No, I know I can say I can say a lot of the music that I hear by accident, right? Because I'm one. I got to control my music, right? Like, I only hear other pink things because I'm in not in control of my music. But it doesn't seem like that's a like it has to tug. Like even. Regardless of what era you you claim is your favorite, you prefer, like I've always been attached to music that had some kind of meaning that I could pull something from. Even if even if my interpretation was off, it ha- I had to feel something. I've never been the like just I just need to bob. Yeah, seventies right? and seventies and eighties soul did that. Yeah, did just that. Yeah. Um, Why is it important to you though? What the that, that has the to have a that, fit, like people have to feel it because I mean if if I can't feel it then why am I making it hmm. like I mean I get it you want to make music to make money but that's not my main reason yes if the money comes with it hopefully the money comes with it but it, it, like yeah that's that's just an added factor music is more than just money to me music has to feel and mean something to me yeah so. I wanted I wanted to have some meaning on somebody. I, I wanted to have some definition um, when people hear it. Like I want them to want to think about it. Like, yeah. dang, the other side. Like, man, dang, I wouldn't even think about old girl like that. Or I wouldn't even think about that job like that. Or I, you know, maybe like sometimes like we may be trying to overthink something. Mm. Uh, trying to move too fast, and sometimes like the grass ain't always green over there. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, like you just need to sit and stay and and dwell in that season, because that's that's where I was. Yeah. Sometimes you have to dwell in that season, and like if music can make you sit and think and be th- therapeutic, then it's it's doing something. It's not just. It's not just for. It's not just for the money. I, and it has a life, man. I think it's. It has a heartbeat. It's yeah. something about music that um that transcends time, and it's and I'm not just talking about sonically. I'm talking about again that feeling that you that you get. I, there are certain songs or certain artists that I can go back to that make me feel the same way today, even 20 years more mature. Right. Maybe I maybe it resonates differently, but it still resonates uh, in, in, in some way. I think this is a um. Let's uh let's let's play a snippet of of the other side. Okay. I would love to say you heard it here first. I'll say you heard it here. <laughs> nah, first, nah, you definitely can say you heard it here first. I just feel like that. We're gonna give them. Uh, I know how I know how to label. I don't know how the labels work. Let me say that. So right. we're only gonna do about fifteen seconds. But let's uh let's give them that. Yes, sir. The grass ain't always greener. On the other side, it may seem more cleaner. Oh, in the public side, 
we see the same thing But my vision's colorblind If you're a real one Then it's no need for otherwise I think you're Bruh, the other side That's you no, no, that was you singing on that. Yeah. Does it do do, do you that was surprise my, yourself sometimes? Uh, like that was that was you actually on that. Let me tell you why it doesn't surprise me. Talk that talk. I sat and wrote that. Yeah. My writing process is not just writing some stuff down. I sat and I had to dwell with that. That that writing that I told you my friend told me to sit and do, when mm-hmm. I write lyrics, sometimes that does that for me. So the writing of that, I'm not surprised. The singing, I don't even really consider myself a singer for real. Hmm. I, um, that kind whoa, of surprises whoa, whoa. You, you don't consider yourself or you're you more passionate about writing? Or are both true? Both can back, be, back both it up. can so be true. You, you you said, "I don't consider myself a singer." That's what I'm addressing. Yeah, I, I don't consider myself a singer, <laughs> right? And and that's true. So so, me being a music head, it can go multiple ways. Interpretation. I consider myself a singer. Me being an artist and a musician, I consider myself an artist. Me singing, man, I know singers. As do I. I know singers, but I don't. I don't consider myself what they do. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Comparison is a thief of joy, right? Um, so part of the genius, to me. When I evaluate a singer, which means nothing to nobody, I'm very aware that hold your comments, <laughs> um, is knowing knowing where your style and ability fits into a pocket. Okay. And, and making that work, right? And I'm not talking about you got you 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 got two notes that you know, and then we engineer everything else around it and bend it. Right. So you know what you do, and you match that with the feeling like that. Your tone matches the songs that I've heard. Now, I know you probably would do reference tracks and other stuff like that where you're trying to get it off and send it to somebody. Right. And that's a skill. But what I'm saying is my evaluation is based on that. Not not he does this, but, oh, Brian McKnight does this, or PJ Morton does this, or or Daryl Coley does. Like, when we, like at some point, you got to stop because some people are just otherworldly. Yeah, you're right. Like, Daryl right. Coley, he, he's, I don't know where he's from. You know what I mean? Marvin Wines is my favorite. Wow. Singer, period. Wow. And he doesn't have the hits. Wow. <laughs> he does not have the, I'm, the no disrespect. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Scheme, no, no, no. I, I get it. I mean, I, I feel that yeah. only because I've said close to certain, I mean, close to that that, that specific statement, yeah. I, but I've never heard anybody else say that. Wow. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. I guess when you put it like that, you, you're right. Um I just don't I, I I don't like going around telling people I'm a singer. Mm. If they like what comes out of my mouth, I let them declare it. Mm. I respect that. I I'll be an artist all day. I respect that. I'll be a writer. Let's let's take that back. Not an artist. I actually didn't want to be an artist. Okay. Still technically don't. Um but uh some of the guys that I'm I'm kind of under um, he was like, if this is the lane that you got to go in to get to where you want to be, 
take it because I just want to write. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want the fame. I don't, I don't want to be in front of people. Just let me write. I, Doesn't it happen to reverse in in many cases? Well, it, I, 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 it's, I don't have it's, the stats. It's actually, it's actually fifty fifty. Wow. You have people that that start off writing, um, and then later become. You know who Kevin Ross is? Yeah, Dinah Ross is, but but his holiday uh, album is one of my favorites too. Um, yeah, uh, I don't even want to play myself trying to sing this Christmas song, but yeah, that's yeah. how I start every my holiday season. Yeah, Kevin but Ross. he 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 literally started writing, uh, doing a whole lot of writing for people. PJ Morton, before he was actually an artist, he was writing for um, Men of Standard and like Men all Standard. all of them, like. What's the guy that came out of Men Standard with that distinctive voice? Uh, 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 uh Fred Hammond. Is it Fred no, or no, no. Fred? One minute, Fred was John P. Key. Oh, no, 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 wait, no. wait. It's, it, um, ah, it's gonna come to me. It's gonna come to me. Not important, but it just like you. So you yeah. walking down my, yeah, yeah, the music, my musical history. Okay, yeah. okay. T- commission, take six, the windings, um, the uh, take six, take freaking yeah. six, yes. Different. My dad grew up on this. Yeah. This like every everybody that you're naming yeah. outside of the smooth the jazz. The Hawkins family. Smooth jazz? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Not even that. The McClurkin project. Okay. Like it's it's these type of the I, I get you. I yeah. grew up on that too. Yeah. Uh, but only because my dad's a musician. So like he had to was a choir director. So they just always <laughs> right there. Yeah, they just sing the songs. Yeah. Um but you, yeah, I kind of took you out. You yeah, yeah, be, no, you'd rather be a writer. Writer, yeah. PJ started off writing. Um, I was looking at um, Neo. Neo was writing prefer, for a lot Neo's of people. A writer. Yeah, I prefer. <laughs> a lot of people do. Uh, but Neo is a crazy writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care if you know me. Right. I don't care as long as I can. I can make my living and and you know provide for my family. And and feel comfortable with what I get from writing. Yeah. And you ain't gotta know my name. You ain't gotta know my face. You ain't gotta follow me. You ain't gotta know somebody that know me. I'm good. Make sure I'm literally somebody you see in a in a grocery store. Yeah. Make sure that so, person hit. I yeah, yeah. I can write. And the main reason I wanna write is for that feel good factor. Like I remember when music felt good. Nowadays, I mean, let's it's be tough. real. It's it's really tough. I'll say this, and this just hit me. It's probably tough because we have the perspective of what came before, <laughs> right? So right. If, if you never listened to what was in your parents' era and you only had yours, maybe you would appreciate it differently. Right. I have to say, like, wherever your musical journey started, if you didn't go back before that, you feel some kind of way uh, based on what you've been exposed to. Right. Um, what, what's been your journey like in the um, in the music business, right? Because we've been talking a lot about uh, passion and purpose, but there's a business to it as well, right? And that that takes some people out. Like, what's been your experience, or, or yeah, what's been your experience in that? Way? Like, what 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 parts of it can you do without? Uh, it's weird because the parts that I would do without. Other parts is needed for gratitude and, you know, like the conversation we're having, the parts I can do without the business side is um, the letdownness. Mm. 
how much of that is how much of that is on you and how much of that is on the offender? I had to realize it's not a it's not about me. It's about business. Um, you remember playing skills from out of here? They're they're from Irving and they were real I mean, big. I'm from, I'm from Virginia. Oh, yeah. Right. So playing I skills. I just heard about zero two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> playing skills are, are a big group. Uh, and they were actually globally for a while. They were actually uh, two Hispanic brothers out of Irving, Texas. Mm. Um, and I'm telling you, cut records with Pitbull, uh, Snoop, like everybody. Mm. Uh, they were real big. So my cousin went to school with them. They gra- they graduated either MacArthur or Irving. Mm. Um, but I had a couple of um, meetings with them mm. uh, about signing. Went to a, a party with them. My cousin brought me. Um, I'm under the assumption that I am getting signed. Um, but when it didn't happen, I was let down. What age were you at this, at this point? I was young. Okay. Uh, 22, 23, mm. something like that. Um, um, and I, I understand it's, it's business, not necessarily my what I think my ability is. But you know what? That probably wasn't meant for me. Right. Which is why I say when you ask that, like I, I don't look at it and think it's me, it's business, because it's kind of like I know I'm dope. Talk that. But that probably wasn't for me. Right. That lane would have probably destroyed me. Um. Just gotta learn how to take your feelings out of stuff. Is that a negotiation, like an internal negotiation process? Because is there a need to get hype, like um, like unbounded? Like you want to? Is it hard to believe that things are going to happen after the after you get those letdowns, or do you find a way to? Well, Taking a stride, keep and, writing, yeah. keep writing, and keep going. Like I was still writing, I was still going. To, at, at that time, I, w- I was more into performing uh, poetry. Mm. Uh, that was that was another job of mine. So uh, <laughs> I am not gonna lie; it probably pushed me to be like, ah, maybe I'm not an artist. Maybe I just need to do this poetry. Right. Uh, and I started going hard on that up all the way up until COVID. So I'm asking, maybe an obvious question. That's where the name came from. Yes. So you, the name came from the actual spoken word art before the music. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so you are a writer. Poetry. Yes. Yeah. Writing is my uh, my everything. Yeah. I, 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 my actual in, um, theater teacher, uh, my speech and debate teacher, he's actually watching now. Dope, dope. So, um, yeah. I was taking all those public speaking and writing classes. Yeah. Just because that's what I love to do. Um so when it came down to the artistry versus the poetry, I'm getting booked, booked. I'm getting booked around the city. Mm. I'm getting booked back home. I'm getting booked um, other places um, up until the point where I signed with the management. Mm. Um, and they kind of kind of pulled back on uh, some of the performing because it wasn't paying. Like, yeah. like. Like, it was doing more poetry slams than anything. He was like, yeah, you don't need to be doing this for free. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so that was that was where I gained the beginning of my real artistry, the, the poetry aspect. Gotcha. Uh, so I like to think a lot of my lyrics are poetic driven, which a, a lot of 
rap and stuff is, but I'm more into with the artist and the poet that I was as a performer into my artistry. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the um I know you're working on a project now and I wanna I wanna get to that uh before we start to wind down. Right. Um <clears throat> commercial break. Right. Dot 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 commercial break comma. What's the full name? So uh this one coming out, uh it's gonna be commercial break and truffle fries. So I mean, I, just, I mean, I I can explain. It, I mean, so. no whole truffle fries. <laughs> truffle fries, my favorite bus, side thing ever, right after fried okra. Breaded or slimy? Breaded, slimy Boy, only in my gumbo. We will have to we we will have to look at our family tree and figure this thing out. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so break and truffle fries. Commercial break and truffle fries will be this installment of my project. It will be the first commercial break that is uh, on all streaming platforms. Um, Previously, I did uh, a, a commercial break on an app, uh, and then I did it on SoundCloud, mm. uh, the, the first commercial break. Uh, so this will be the first one that, that'll be on all streaming platforms. Um, but I, I literally called it commercial break and truffle fries because I literally enjoy what's coming of this. Gotcha. As much as I do truffle fries. <laughs> so it's it's it's... It's just another installment, but the, the reason for commercial break in general is because when um, all this stuff was going on with the riots, mm-hmm. killing of the black people, uh, unarmed black men, um, Trump, all this stuff was going on. Uh, still going on. Still going on. You're right. <laughs> still going on. But at, at that time, it was a protest every other week. Yeah. And... Along with the fact that I was literally getting to a point to where I was tired of listening to radio, mm-hmm. I, I made it like a double whammy. I Sometimes I feel like we need a commercial break away from life just to sit back and enjoy something yeah. other than face reality. Reality is going to be there, but if we can take just a step outside for fresh air, like I feel like that's needed. But also for the radio... Commercial break was meant to play something other than what you would normally hear on your everyday play. Because it was it was a time, still may be, that what's on the radios? I don't know, because like I said, it's got to be by accident. <laughs> and normally my wife is driving. Trash. Yeah. So I'd much rather you pay attention to the commercial breaks than what's actually uh, playing. I see what you did there. Yeah, that was actually playing on, like the the everyday streaming. So it's it's kind of like, and then to be real, it was one day that I was actually listening to uh, one of the commercials, and it was kind of like, this seemed more interesting than what's on the radio. Wow. So that that's what came with commercial break. It was it was just like I was tired of hearing what was on the radio, and then I was tired of everything that was going on. Like I just needed a break away from. Normality and normality, like I just man, I get that. Yeah. Any uh, how, how close are you to uh, completing? It? <clears throat> so, I have right now eighteen tracks mm. that are it's a long commercial. All but all of them are not recorded in the studio. Mm-hmm. I use this app called BandLab, and it basically lets me get my idea off. Uh, I just have 18 tracks. I probably have like half of them recorded. But 
I have to dwindle down to seven. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be seven tracks, an intro, an interlude, and an outro. Excuse me. And um, <laughs> it's a tough process. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, because a lot of that stuff took hard work. And if it don't make the album, it's kind of like, okay, maybe it'll make the next one, or am I even going to do a next one? Whatever. So we got to figure that out. I'm thinking I want this album out before January 1st. Okay. Cool. Well, I, well you got a, uh, you got a, a definitely, you got a definitely, you definitely have a supporter here. Um, Appreciate you. Uh, platform is not the biggest, but it is uh, very intentional and it's growing. So we want to make right. sure that we highlight people that are doing meaningful things, um, uh, especially black men, right? Because we, we need we need more of that. It's something I want my son to see. Um, as as we as we close. Oh, before we close out, uh, when you when you drop, uh, we come back. Come definitely. back. Show you drop. Okay. Definitely. Cool, cool, cool. Definitely. I know we we have some offline conversations about some other concepts that hopefully we can work out and, uh, and bring to fruition. Um, but but as we close this portion of the conversation, which I definitely appreciate, you you won at the right time in the wrong era for whatever that means. Um, <laughs> it's all good. What, what you want the people to 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 know about you, man? The people that only tuned in to this part of the interview, this conversation. I just said I don't do interviews. The people that just happen to click on it and catch this part, what, what do you want them to know about you? Um, I'm a creative. Um, at the end of the day, I love music. I love realness. I love being able to make people smile, people uh, make people uh, able to feel good. Mm. Um, I'm just here, I feel like, to put a smile on people's face. Um, by whatever, whatever comes with that, that that's my whole mantra, if you will, on living. Yeah. So my music is gonna be heavily filled with feel good. Yeah. Which is why I did commercial breaking truffle fries. It's a fun topic. Yeah. Like it's not serious. I and I, I you know I don't want to slander nobody. Get rich or die trying. That's that's real. That's that's real. It's real hard. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of albums out there that's real hard. Let's have fun. Let's smile. Yeah. Let's let's dwell in the moment that isn't necessarily the best, but let's make the best of what we got with it. Got it. So that's me. Um, and shoot, man, let's get to this money. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you making the best of my afternoon. Uh, this has been a rewarding and fulfilling conversation with me. Uh, to my listening audience, if you have not, follow, subscribe, like whatever platform you want dictates. What are you doing with your life? It's for you. I think this was a great installment of meaningful um, conversation and more upbeat than my normal conversation. Man. I know we have a lot of conversations about tough things about fatherhood, which are necessary too, but I also want to highlight all of what we are. One more thing. Uh, well, just to jump yeah. back to your podcast, um, first of all, phenomenal podcast. Appreciate you. Um, uh, my parents, they have a, a nonprofit called By Faith. Okay. Uh, not sight. Uh, it ah. stemmed from um, my father. There was a, a viral video of my father that went around about two years ago. Super viral. Mm. Everybody posted it from Shaq, ESPN, um, news channels, pastors overseas preaching about it. But it was basically the blind man that hit the free throw outside on Labor Day. That was my father. So wow. he, um, 
Yeah, we'll definitely get that. I, I got you. Um, so they created a nonprofit for it called um, uh, By Faith, Not Sight, mm-hmm. Since He's Blind. Yep. Um, basically, I just wanted to uh, also say, if you have anyone in your family or any loved ones or any friends that are going through things and you feel like you're alone going through those things, um, as my family could have felt, uh, without the attachment of other loves uh, around, um, whether it's sickness, whether it's uh, monetary, whether it's uh, whatever it could be, mm-hmm. their nonprofit basically goes over and beyond to try to help those families in need. Dope. So if you ever feel like you, you just need someone to talk to, you need somebody to pray for you, you need somebody to... You know, just just be there and kind of help you, guide you through this season because that's exactly what it is. It's a season. It's not going to last forever. Yeah. I want to let you know that now just to bring a little bit of smile for your day. Yep. Um, that prophet by faith, not sight, will definitely lead you and help you into uh, a more pleasurable uh, moment in that season. And you can find them on Instagram, Facebook, uh, by faith, not sight. And they'll help you with that as well. And that's driven by my father. That's the only reason why I kind of brought that back up. Absolutely, man. So that that's on the screen now. If you're watching, uh, if you're listening, it's also linked below. Um, if you're watching, it's linked below as well. Uh, we'll make sure that information is there. So if you need any of the uh, assistance that that Poe just referenced, or if you need somewhere to sow a seed, you got some extra coins laying around. These nonprofits don't mean that they don't need money invested. So right. we'll have that information <clears throat> below. It will have nothing to do with anything coming to me or Poe. It'll be going straight to that organization. Um, so we'll see. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, we appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. The Dear Son Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. All rights reserved. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.